Hello, my name is Daniel Nenny, founder of SemiWiki, the open forum for semiconductor professionals. Welcome to the Semiconductor Insiders podcast series. If you have a topic you'd like us to cover, please post it on semiwiki.com and we'll get right to it. My guest today is Dr. Christoph Malville, Chief Technology Officer of Switech's Innovation. He joined Switech in 1993 and was a driving force behind the company's joint research activities with CEA Letty for several years. He led the SOI process development, oversaw SOI technology transfer from R&D to production, and managed customer certifications. He also served as vice president SOI products platform at Switech, working closely with key customers worldwide. Christoph has authored or co-authored more than 30 papers and holds some 30 patents. Welcome to the podcast, Christoph. Hey, thank you, Dan, and good evening from France. Very glad to be here. I'm talking to you from the French Alps, and uh, going to tell you about our work on engineered substrate. Great. Uh, before we get started, let me ask, uh, what first brought you to semiconductors? Do you have an interesting story to share? Well, as a kid, I was always amazed by these electronic devices, you know, and I grew up, uh, I would say, in the 70s, 80s, where these uh, electronics devices came to our life uh, step by step. And uh, it started by electric devices were always uh, demantling uh, electric trains and cars and, and so on. And then uh, as, as every kid, I would say at the time, I get amazed by uh, the Walkman, then the Discman, and uh, always interesting that what's but what's behind what's behind this laser what's behind this uh, discover we have and uh, I ended up breaking some of them and discovering the electronics inside and then during my studies then it's been uh, the past uh, always trying to be an electronic engineer then when I discovered what it is then I said well semiconductor looks good so that's been the the way to semiconductor and what brought you to Switech? Well, then, as I, I, I came to the helps for my engineering degree, uh, then I realized that uh, what what I was willing to do is really applied physics, applied semiconductor. So here, this was like a semiconductor optoelectronics, and uh, I could get a PhD where I was explained that uh, I could make my own experiments, discover more, more of the application of the physics, then uh, I was working on a project that then has been the technology transferred by the, by the CLAT to Soitech. And that's where I joined the company. There was 12 employees uh, working on a new technology. And that, that that's how I get to Soitech. And uh, 30 plus years later in Soitech, so French company created in 1992, I believe we established a, a worldwide leadership in engineered substrates. Let me give you a few key numbers because the company has grown a lot in the last 30, 30 plus years. We have now more than 2,000 employees, multiple countries. We have a global culture, more than 50 nationalities. Two main pillars for us, innovation and manufacturing. We have production sites in France, Singapore, Belgium, China. And uh, innovation is really our DNA. And uh, we are investing more than 11% of our revenue in R&D and uh, many patents, more than 4,000 patents active, and we grow and originate them more than 10 years every year. And to complete the picture on, on Soitech, um, I would say that we confirmed a new step into the value chain. We buy substrates, we sell products, products we call engineered substrates, 
We sell these products to integrated device manufacturers or foundries, those customers that are printing chips on our substrates, chips that then end up powering our phones, our car, our wearables. And uh, we try to implement on our substrates some of these critical layers that are going to change our daily life, uh, enabling differentiation for our customers with electronic devices that are bringing more performance, less power consumption, and less cost. Okay. Uh, can you elaborate a little bit more on the benefits of these engineering substrates? Yeah. Let me first go a little bit back on these engineered substrates, the way we do them, and then looking at uh, the benefits. So uh, we have developed uh, strong expertise in, in surface and interface engineering, in epitaxy to make different materials, and working in thin films. But the jewel of our toolbox is so-called smart cut process. Usually, you can only grow a crystal on a crystal or insulating um, amorphous material on a crystal and so on. But with SmartCut, we can bring thin layer of a crystal of basically any material, uh, being a crystal or an amorphous material. And after 30 years of wafer bonding, hydrogen-based and film transfer, our SmartCut is now a very mature process. We are here then uh, operating on materials at atomic level to understand before we do the dye and we implement those material on the global, the world surface of our starting substrates. To build this engineered substrate, we are now selecting the best active layer, so the best material that, that brings value at the end user, and we transfer an ultra-thin layer onto the most suitable substrate for chip manufacturing, which is bringing the best performance, power consumption, and cost figures. Okay, and what is your latest substrate innovation? Our latest uh, is called Smart Silicon Carbide. This is our last baby. If we look at electric vehicles, the economics of electric vehicles is a major challenge for the planet, for the future and the decarbonization. And energy efficiency is critical in order to generate inverters that are showing longer mileage and faster charging. When we are selecting the best material for such application, we discovered that silicon carbide is the best. Silicon carbide comes with a lot of better properties than, than silicon if we compare. Uh, three times higher temperature operation, 10 times higher frequency, more than 10 times improvement in the low seas, one order of magnitude higher voltage operation, three times cooling faster, and so on and so forth. So as a wide band gap, so-called wide band gap semiconductor material, silicon carbide allows to have higher thermal and electronic properties compared to silicon. So this is enabling power devices to operate at higher temperature, frequencies, and voltage. Then we saw that silicon carbide is the best material, but when we make a dye onto the silicon carbide, it's three or four times higher compared to silicon. So what is the benefit then? Then thanks to excellent energy efficiency, uh, Silicon carbide-based inverters, so the, the, the engine of, a, of a, a, the, the electrical car, allows less batteries and less weight, bringing more range and less system cost. So the optimization is really at the system level. This is why now we see more and more of these cars running on silicon carbide. But there is a but, a major but. Silicon carbide device 
from bull to die uh, is suffering from challenges to bring it to a smooth and cost-effective manufacturability. And this has been the starting point of our initiative to solve the volume equation with engineered substrate. And this is how we created what we call smart SIC for, for a better silicon carbide. This is a long answer, but let, let me go more in detail. So when we look at mono silicon carbide that is today used uh, for, for some cars on, to the, on the road, we need a lot, a lot, half the temperature of the sun to grow the bull. And so it's a lot of energy, a lot of CO2 uh, to grow a bull, uh, which is the, 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 the primary form of the crystal that then you need to cut to make substrates. Then productivity is very slow. We need three weeks at 2,500 degrees to grow a bull that's going to generate 40 wafers. And, and that, that's pretty difficult. And that's also pretty difficult to make large diameter wafer in it. As a remember, reminder, you, we are growing the diameter of the, of the substrate to make more dye per wafer and try to optimize the cost. Then I told it, silicon carbide is the best material for the device, but then it's breakable and the resistivity has to be reasonably low not to create any defects and it has great thermal properties. So with our smart SIC process that, that I will explain more, I hope, uh, we come with two components and then we decided to create a different version of silicon carbide, which is a polysilicon carbide, meaning that this is polycrystalline, uh, an aggregation of all different crystal orientation that is unable to run any device um, because the, the, we, you need to have the monocrystalline channel to drive the electrons into your transistor. But then we need much less energy. The productivity is very high for this polysilicon carbide. We typically grow it at half the temperature of monosilicon carbide. We can make it large diameter and we can manage uh, any kind of resistivity on it. Then by combining this monosilicon carbide as the active layer, on top of a polysilicon carbide, we are really bringing the best of both silicon carbide technologies and being able to bring almost perfect parameters for a substrate. Okay. Uh, yeah. Can you go into that a little bit uh, in more detail about how you do the substrates? Yes. Then let's go into the process flow the, of the smart cut process adjusted to silicon carbide. It's kind of a cooking recipe. And you know, the, the historically, this is what I loved when I get into the clean room and developing the devices. You, you're really making your cooking recipes with uh, cleaning and annealing and uh, adding some uh, spices, let's say, uh, into the, the process. And, and please remember that everything I'm going to describe is happening in a clean room in a sub-micron environment with six inch and eight inch substrates. So we start from two wafers. One wafer we call donor substrate, which is a high quality mono silicon carbide wafer. And then another so-called handle wafer, which is the polysilicon carbide, polycrystalline silicon carbide, uh, verifying all quality standards, of course. So we take both wafers and we do some surface preparation. What I call surface preparation is really getting rid of all the particles, taking care of the roughness, removing the metallic contamination. And we do that to ensure the perfect bondability, meaning we are going to bond these wafers together. And again, very strict control of the surface roughness and cleanliness. 
Everybody that has tried to put a film onto a smartphone to protect the screen understand what I mean by cleanliness. You know, we cannot afford any bubble at the surface of a wafer, and we do hundreds of thousands of them. And any particle trapped in between the two surfaces prevent the bonding, and we are doing this bonding at the atomic level, so any particle is like a rock in between the two wafers if we scale to uh, our dimensions. Then we, we have these two surfaces ready, but we implant the donor wafer with hydrogen ions. These hydrogen ions, they will define at a very well-controlled depth below the surface, a network of cavities filled with hydrogen gas. These micro cavities are embedded at about half a micron from the surface, but are not generating any impact on the surface topology and quality. So you need to, you need to imagine that we are creating millions of small bubbles, uh, half a micron below the surface, very well controlled in the, in, in the depth of the substrate and very homogeneous across the, the whole substrate. Then we bond these two wafers together with a specific process steps that is ensuring a very large bonding energy at room temperature. So this bonding, after we make it, you cannot separate the wafers. It's like a super glue. We're not using any glue, of course, but to, to make an image, it's a super glue and nothing can separate the wafers. And if we want to test the, the strength of that bonding, most of the time we are breaking the crystal itself. So this is really very strong bonding. Then the, that bonded pair is annealed at a medium temperature to trigger the smart cut splitting. What I mean is that the cavities are growing in size. You know, they try, the pressure is increasing into the cavities and they try to push on the surface. But as we perform this very nice, very nice and strong bonding, nothing can deform vertically. So the cavities are gaining uh, volume laterally and uh, then uh, creating the separation uh, or the, uh, and the, what we call the splitting over the entire surface. Then you can image that a thin layer of 0.5 micron of monocrystalline silicon carbide is transferred from the donor to the handle wafer. And again, without this smart cut process that we call smart silicon carbide in that case because of involving it with silicon carbide, you can never have a monocrystalline uh, crystal on top of a polycrystalline crystal. That's the only way to make it. Then we make a high temperature anneal to release any stress in the structures we created. And we are polishing the surface to remove that roughness we induce by cavities and make the surface uh, compatible with processing, device processing. Then the magic of it is uh, also that typically the starting material we're using has a thickness of 350 micron to 500 micron. These are the typical standards for um, silicon carbide crystal. And uh, the process I've been describing to you transfer only half a micron from this precious donor to the receiver. So then we are repolishing this donor material and we are transferring this monocrystalline crystal multiple times from our donor to our receiver. Okay. You mentioned uh, a new phase to the value chain. You know, can your customers simply work with your substrates in contrast to more traditional approach? I mean, you know, is this a plug and play thing? 
Yeah, to, to simply answer, yes, it is plug and play by design, by construction. As I explained to you, the, the, the initial cars built on silicon carbide are using uh, what we call bulk silicon carbide, meaning this mono silicon carbide wafers that we are using. So as the first generation of our product, we had to make sure that it can be processed with the same tools and, and same or similar recipes as this silicon carbide. So to make a device, you have a lot of operations that your substrate has to pass successfully. Epitaxy, so growing more of a crystal on top of the same crystal, up to 30 micron for the uh, active layer of the transistor. Uh, it has to be stable in geometry, meaning that layer after layer you are adding a top. The substrate has to stay planar, not bowing or getting too much of a warpage. You need to create contacts on the front side and the back side, and uh, you need then to test electrically to check which die uh, is, is working or not. And uh, then there is a reliability testing, meaning that there is an accelerated uh, aging of the device to make sure that uh, everything will go well along the uh, accelerated life of a car. So we check uh, on, on our wafers that we can grow that thick layer, uh, that the, the geometry is very stable, and uh, there's no surface substrate deformations uh, all along the, the process steps that that would prevent uh, proper processing. And we checked also that contacting and mounting into module uh, was okay. And of course, that electrical and reliability testing were were validated. After that adoption, of course, we we aim to fully leverage the power of that multi-component substrate, uh, so that designers can increase benefit from the beginning in using different optimization that what is done today. I'd like to go more on one specific element for our substrate is, as I told you, monosilicon carbide is typically limited at 20 uh, milliohm centimeter. Uh, for resistivity, if you go lower than that resistivity, that would be beneficial for electrical properties. But with a lower Resistivity, there is more dopants inside and the dopants are interacting with the, the, the silicon carbide during epitaxy and are creating some uh, defects that are killing the yield of the transistor. So, so it means that the, the silicon carbide has been optimized, optimized at 20 milliohm centimeter. Uh, good for defectivity, but then it's difficult to make a contact, a nomic contact onto that substrate. So at the end of the processing, you want to have a vertical device with the the transistor making on off and the current flowing from the top to the bottom in the operation of the transistor. To make the backside contact to the monosilicon carbide, then you need to deposit metals, but then you need to make a laser annealing to make a chemical reaction between the metal and the silicon carbide to create the ohmic contact. In our case, as I, as I explained you, we could develop a high conductivity polycrystalline silicon carbide so that the backside surface of our engineered substrate has this ability to create ohmic contact right after the metallic deposition. So one of the benefits we are bringing here is that this laser annealing to make a reaction between metal and silicon and create an ohmic contact is not needed on our substrates, which not only makes it compatible with the current processing, but also allowing uh, a simpler processing, less cost, by removing uh, this process step. Okay, 
what are the key advantages of using your substrates to build power devices? Yeah, I'd like to come back to system user as number one priority in our objective to add value uh, with our engineer substrate. The last thing you want to see is having cars running on your technology stopped on the side of the road. You know, that's really the worst that can happen uh, in terms of the implementation of your material. So this is why we focus a lot on reliability testing of devices built on our substrates. It is fundamental for us to validate that our wafers have no neg negative impact on the system uptime, a system which is, in that case, a car, an electric car. So we carried a lot of initial tests on power cycling results on die mounted in modules using silver sintering and comparing our substrate and bulk silicon carbide. And from data, we, we initial data we gathered, we verified that there is no issue from our alternative approach in base material. And even more, what we see first is that there could be a benefit. This is empirical analysis to start uh, and benefit that we need to fully characterize and understand. But we see here in changing the material from monocrystal to polycrystal into the base, the, 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 the bottom of the device, that we can improve the reliability by the interaction with the module. That's the first element. Then on the more standard type of measurement, uh, we worked with ST Microelectronics as a, as a champion uh, for our initial substrate setup. And uh, for those interested, you could see uh, a publication in a high screen conference last, last September with electrical data that confirmed the benefit of improved conductivity from our, from our, our substrate, uh, uh, benefit on the forward current of the diodes that are built on the wafer. When extracting the contribution on the IV curve of a diode and uh, at 650 volts, we see that the substrate contribution goes from 47%, which is standard on this monosilicon carbide I explained you that cannot be uh, high conductivity, down to 10% uh, using engineered substrate in terms of the vertical resistivity. So meaning in the vertical chain from the top of the transistor down to the module, and you can you have to imagine that into the module in the car, you get the connectors on top and the current that is extracting through the, the backside in the module into your inverter into the car. The, the, the chain of resistivity from the, the transistor down to the module, uh, the substrate contribution is, is lowered from 47% down to 10%. And this is what brings up to 20% more current for the same design. And using diodes, uh, is a very direct way to characterize material. And this is a simple device, very mature, and that is easily reading materials performance. But uh, of course, diode is one thing to read the material, but the Graal is the transistor data. This is the, really the device that is used into the uh, electric car. And uh, this is where we can see the, the performance of the components directly. So we extracted the benefit of our substrate smart SIC substrate for four different device manufacturers comparing to bulk silicon carbide. And here for, for the specialist, really, we are evaluating both for planar and trench silicon carbide-based power devices. And all of that is, is done at uh, 1,200 volt. 
so 1200 volt MOSFETs, which is the, the, the really the ultimate generation of uh, uh, transistors for uh, electric vehicles. What we can see here is that um, depending on the customer design, the engineered substrate brings 12 to 17% performance improvement. So same design, changing the substrate, you gain 12 to 17% more performance. So roughly it corresponds to one generation gain, meaning accelerating really the performance of the of the manufacturers by, by two to three years. And, and this is really a key competitiveness boost for smart SIC adopters, moving from bulk substrate to our smart SIC uh, material. Interesting. So reducing carbon emissions is a fundamental environmental priority right now. Are you going in the wrong direction when you add a step to the value chain? Yes, we are improving it and uh, uh, not adding, uh, but really on the contrary, improving the situation. This is true that we are using a high quality silicon carbide substrate as a starting point of our process. But as I explained, we are layer after layer creating more than 10 wafers from this one incoming substrate. In a typical mono silicon carbide bulk type of way, let me repeat some of the key elements. Every bull in which substrate are cut, are, are cut is grown at 2,500 degrees C for three weeks. This is a huge consumption of electrical energy. Leveraging smart cut on, on, on the silicon carbide, we can extract 10 times more substrates from every bull. The net results is saving 4,000 ton of CO2 emission every 100,000 wafers. This is absolutely massive. And then you understand why, Maybe I told it, but you, you, you will see that we call our substrate greener. You know, uh, our substrate is uh, faster, bringing more performance, but also greener because we can lower the CO2 emission for every wafer that is produced. To dig further in the environmental impact, uh, we worked with uh, ST Micro in the evaluation of electricity impact with current electrical mix or in a 100% green power type of scenario, looking at all possible scenarios. And we draw the same conclusion. By multiplying the usage of donor wafer and transferring on low energy-based handle substrate, we can divide by four the CO2 emission to manufacture silicon carbide wafer. And that, that's, that's, that's a major benefit. Yeah. Final question, Christoph. Um, when will we see this new technology in our daily lives? Well, of course, very excited to answer this question as uh, going to the final usage of uh, the substrate into our daily life. You know, is really going back into the the, the reason I get into that job uh, to see uh, the applied the, the implication of our work on every day and. Uh, and to answer this question, so I'm very proud of what Soitech team has accomplished. In June 2019, we took the decision to invest into a pilot line to develop and demonstrate our technology. Four years later, in September 2023, we could inaugurate and start qualification of our manufacturing facility in Bernin, in France, close to Grenoble. This is a record time for us and for industry, I guess. Four years from the Substrate Innovation Center, 
we have with CLAT to manufacturing four years from the lab to the fab, as you guys say in the US. So, and in these four years, also 2019, 2023, let me remind you that there was COVID. And so uh, procuring tool set and, uh, and developing uh, in the COVID time has been also uh, another type of fun. So we are now expecting our smart SIC in cars for the end of this year, for the end of 2024, which would complete the cycle in less than five years, this time from the lab to the cab. Okay, <laughs> expecting our wafers to go into the road and to the cab. And uh, to conclude, the same way you are enjoying moving from one country to another without any disruption in your smartphone capabilities, something we bring uh, with our engineered substrate, but I guess this is another story. I hope you will, you will enjoy driving electric cars with faster charging, longer range, based on our smart SIC substrates, and doing that, making a positive move for the planet from the starting material to the end of life of the car. Really, thank you very much for listening to me, and I hope you enjoy it the same as I enjoyed doing it. Yeah, excellent conversation. Uh, it's a pleasure to meet you, and hopefully we can speak again um, to see how this technology evolves. Yeah, with pleasure. Thank you very much. That concludes our podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day. Thank you.